Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, here we go. It's our number two. We're live in Los Angeles. It's the herd. So I was, you know, it's it's interesting. Sometimes you'll see some cultural changes, and people can't figure out why stuff is happening. Like country music is surging right now. Uh, it's been a big hit on TikTok, and country music is surging. And I think if you listen to me, you've worked with me now for six months. Um, I like the theories and the pivots of sports. The game, I'm not going to sit home and watch eight baseball games a night. Like, the games sometimes are interesting. Most of the time don't really matter. But I do like the shifts and the pivots and the cultural moves of music, sports, politics. Like we talked about earlier, the NBA is becoming more of a big guy league, more European, more skilled. So Porzingis to the Celtics is, you know, a scoop of that. And I was, I was reading a story yesterday about how country music surging and nobody can figure out the answers. And it's like the answers aren't difficult. The reason country music is surging is because listen to the lyrics. It's soothing. It's your dog. It's love. It's a guitar. It's a good old hometown. Your friends. It's a whiskey. It's all soothing. And when COVID hit and there was so much anxiety and, and violence and strife and these social media outlets have all these hmm. violence all over, people are looking for soothing. They're looking for home. They're looking for comfort. That's why when we're out of war, um, people, adventures go up. Bungee jumping and skydiving numbers go up. When we're in war, people eat more ice cream, mashed potatoes. People are seeking comfort. So I was reading this story yesterday, and it's like, yes, there's a reason country music is surging. People are seeking comfort. People are looking for comfort. There's so much anxiety and tribalism and anger and meanness out there. That country music makes you feel good. And the more we spend on social media, all it is is anger and bile and just And country music because I love music. my dog and I love my home and nope. I love my truck and I love my wife. And a lot of the other music genres are angry. Yeah. So uh, can I ask where you read it? Because I want to look for that piece. That is uh, kind of thought-provoking. Yeah. No, they didn't give me that. That answer's from my head. Oh. I read the story about country music surging and then nobody could quite put their finger on it. And my head said, well, that's, this is an easy one. 
That's not a hard one. Country. My wife likes country music, so I listen to it. And the reason she likes it, it makes her feel good. Music's supposed to make you feel good, not make you agitated and mm. angry. What about people who listen to music to get pumped up to like lift that, weights no, that's or play different. sports? I, not, that's a, yeah. Are you doing country music at the... Uh... No, no, I'm not. That's okay. a good point, though. But I, I think music serves a lot of purposes. Our artists do a lot of amazing things, but country music tends to be soothing. Taylor Swift. It's more soothing mm. and fun and likable, and it's not agitating. Are you going to see T-Swift at SoFi here in the next uh, like eight, seven weeks? I would go watch. I'm still working on tickets. Well, what what the do they call you if you ticket. go? Like, you, you call a friend. Somebody knows somebody with Lakers tickets, Clippers tickets. I have a bizarre connection to Taylor Swift. Well, a if you can pull one. it off, I will owe you. I just, I'm, I'm, I'll say two, but if you can get four, I'll owe you like... You're you know. asking me to get you four good seats for Taylor Swift. No, no, they don't Swift. have to be good. They I'm just looking to, to get one for me. <laughs> you're gonna go solo you're a swifty now <laughs> that's what they call them swifties yeah I, I i definitely am all right so um there's a lot of talk about the blazers have shut down damian lillard trade inquiries and i think it's funny because um the minute portland hands in that number three card and if they draft scoot henderson well the one minute later uh, damian lillard knows they've drafted his replacement this is not the packers getting jordan love a prospect with time needed to grow Scoot Henderson's going to average 18 to 22 points year one and going to be wildly explosive. Like Derrick Rose and John Morant, he's going to lead Sports Center three nights a week. This is Justin Herbert being drafted by the Packers. Bigger, stronger, more dynamic than the old guy. So it, it, it's, I think Portland's going to listen. I think there's a story this morning that people are lining up, and if NBA teams are lining up, preparing offers for Damian Lillard if they draft Scoot Henderson. Now, there are reports, as J-Mac said earlier, that Charlotte is considering, they're going back and forth, drafting Scoot Henderson at two, even though he's a guard, LaMelo Ball, they don't really fit, but he is he's more of a lock to be a, a, a showstopper. Well, for that easily, but a better player. I think Victor Wembanyama is a slam dunk, A-plus prospect. I think Scoot Henderson has very little possibility to not be dynamic and fun. I don't know if he's going to be a playoff guy. Uh, and then after that, the draft, it's murky because it's just a bunch of kids. So in the NFL, you draft older people. And any parent will tell you this. The difference in my kids, I've got two biologicals and four step kids, but the difference in their personalities between 15 and 17, 17 and 19, once you get to be 40 years old, you are what you are. Sometimes you can get a little happier, a little sadder, but you are what you are. Between the ages of 17 and 22, there are real variations, big jumps in maturity. So the NBA draft is all kids. That's why there's so many whiffs. There's so many misses. You don't know what you're getting. Outside of Victor Wimanyama, I know what I'm getting. And I think I know what I'm getting with Scoot Henderson, John Morant. Hopefully more mature, but John Morant. So, um, Eddie House played in the NBA for 11 years. He was a champ with the Celtics. You know, Eddie, when you came into the league with the Heat, uh, because you played in college a couple years, but I want to talk about the maturity thing because the NBA is getting younger. Uh, It just is. It's getting more European, but it's also getting younger. And so you're getting kids that are talented, but you're not only trying to mold their game, you're trying to mold them from young people to pros like it's hard and they're famous now instagram they're getting shoe deals i think it's a our nfl guys come in at 24 years old they often have families they've been in a college environment for years 
And by the way, most college, even great college football players, don't have to carry the franchise unless they're a quarterback. You just be a good pass rusher and you're fine. These guys have to be stars, the biggest star in a city. Go back to when you came into the league. Did you have a maturity uh, battle? Of of course. Um, You know, young, with money for the first time, um, you know, some financial freedom. And, you know, uh, uh, a handsome fella in Miami. Yes, I had some maturity <laughs> problems. You know, I, I did. I, w- I was out a lot. And, and the thing is that um, I had great leadership. Um, and my, the team that I was on was full of veterans. I was the youngest guy on the team. You talk about my veterans were uh, Alonzo Mourning, uh, Tim Hardaway, Dan Marley, Don McClain, Dwayne Coswell, Cedric Sabalos. Um, Eddie Jones, Brian Grant. So these are all older. Anthony Mason, God rest his soul. Um, these are all older guys, right? So I'm coming in and I'm getting the tutelage of guys who've been in the league. Nowadays, when you look at the teams, when you draft these young players, their OGs or their vets are, are might be in the league six years, but they're still 25. They're still young. Yeah. And it's different from when you're 22, 23 coming into the league and your veterans are 32. 33 right really really mature so i think that's the difference there's not that many because the league is so young it's not that many ogs in there to lean on that's when you are able to get one on your on your roster you want to hold on to it that's why al horford is so valuable not the things that he does not only the thing he does on the court but the leadership he brings in and the maturity level that he brings in to that locker room and again when i talk about leadership not only my vets but pat riley called me in his office and told me um as as a rookie he said, hey, listen, and I didn't know what I was in there for. He just said, hey, listen, you don't want to be known as a runner. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He said, I know everything that goes on in this city, and you're out all the time. You don't want to get that jacket on you. Now, I love him to death for that because he could have let me run myself out the league. But instead, he seen something in me, pulled me to the side. And from that point, I, I was able to understand what being a pro is. And a lot of, you know, when you come to the league, you don't know what it is to be a pro, to how to work. Your work ethic is has to be professional. Taking care of your body has to be professional. The way you move in public has to be professional. The way you approach uh, being a professional basketball player is a different mindset. So um, all of those things, I think it, it does come into culture, you know, what culture you get drafted in. And some kids get lost because if I got drafted into, let's say at that time was the Clippers, full of young players, it is very similar to what it is now where the young players were policing the young players. And I don't know how much the owner or the GM really would step in and talk to guys. I know when I was with the Clippers, there was not much of that at all. So um, it does matter on where you go uh, culturally that will help you become a professional faster and and be able to stay uh, in the league longer. Okay. So I, I, listen, uh, we had a big trade yesterday in the NBA uh, and I think all <laughs> the teams got something to elevate them. I think uh, Tyus Jones is one of the more underrated guards in the whole league. I think Marcus Smart is the kind of maturity that Memphis needs. Uh, and I also think Porzingis is a third get-a-bucket guy for the Celtics, and I think he'll be very impactful. Uh, Porzingis, Tatum, Brown, those are three elite offensive players. But they still don't have a facilitator. Um, Tatum and Brown still are not an ideal fit. They can be clunky, and Porzingis gets hurt. I like it. But I don't think that to you, does it change their trajectory with Porzingis? How do you view it? Well, I think Porzingis could now go to being the third option, which he doesn't have to be the main guy or the second guy. He could be the third option. And um, as far as a facilitator, is Derek White still there? Brogdon is still there. Peyton Pritchard is still there. I'm not sure what 
what they're going to end up doing with him. Maybe draft night he might be uh, somewhere else um, because he wants to play, and deservingly so. He should want to play. He's young. But I think that uh, it gives a lot of versatility, and it gives Al opportunity not to have to play as much. He already wasn't was on a back-to-back restriction, but this is a guy that Porzingis could play. Uh, he could put the ball on the deck. He could. He's a three-level scorer. You could post him up if you need to. He always usually has a height advantage on his man. Yep. Um, solid around the rim, protecting the rim. Not a great rim protector, but uh, I, I like that pick. Also, I like the fact that we moved up to 25, and then we got another protected, uh, I think, top four pick um, as well. So that was good for the Celtics. Um, I think the, the team that really won um, at the end of it all, I think the Grizzlies did by – uh, getting Marcus Smart. They got it. They lost a defender in Dylan Brooks. They get Marcus Smart, who is a much better offensive player and just as good, if not a better defensive player than Dylan Brooks, because he can guard multiple positions. But I think he can score better than Dylan Brooks. And the fact that not only what he does on the court, but I believe what he's going to bring into that locker room, he'll bring some stability, some veteran leadership, yeah. some uh, a level of maturity as well. And I think it, it's a perfect fit for John Morant. If John Morant really and truly is changing like he says and wants to consider being a better person and, and, you know, put this stuff behind him and move forward, I think Marcus Smart is the perfect bridge for that. Yeah. So, uh, listen, as great as Tom Brady was, when the Patriots drafted Garoppolo, after about a year, he wanted him out of town, (laughs) okay? So I understand, uh, you know, I, I get pro athletes, and part of what made Brady great is this relentlessness. He wanted every snap. So if the Blazers went out tonight and drafted Scoot Henderson, you can pretend he's just a kid, but he is younger than Dame. He is his replacement eventually. So I I think it's – I think Scoot – I do think Charlotte eventually takes the forward. Brandon uh, Miller from Alabama, I think he's a better Mm -hmm. fit. And Scoot drops to three. But the minute they turn in that card for Scoot Henderson, the kid's young, dynamic. It's not like he's a prospect – He's going to score immediately in this league and be a fascinating sports center highlight machine. Don't you think that's a little bit of an issue? I don't think so. I think it is it's at this fact. Dame is has earned the respect and uh deserves to be able to call his own shots. You know, he's done everything for the city of Portland, not only on the basketball court, but offside the court for the community as well. So I look at it as it's about what Dame wants to do. And if I'm the organization, I'm taking – if Scooter's there, I feel like he's the best available player. I'm going to take him. you got to look at what's best for your franchise moving forward. And and also, he can learn a lot from Dame coming into this league. And that could be a dynamic backcourt right there. Like, they could put up a lot of points. Uh, it'll be super exciting. They'll put people in the stands. People will come to see that show. Now, is it going to be a winning show? I doubt if it'll be a winning show. you got a lot to get through in the West. But at the same time, I think that that experiment could work. And then at by trade deadline, if Dame wants to go somewhere else and feels and you could get offers for Dame, then I think that's when you make that move. But you allow him to soak up some of that game that Damian Lillard has. Um, you know, you see how good Anthony Simons has gotten uh, being around Damian Lillard. So I, I think you have to just you have to ride that wave and see what happens and see where it takes you. But you also have to have that contingency plan of okay if dame leaves we do have somebody that we could build around finally victor Wembanyama. i said earlier that actually porzingis eight years ago was pre-wemby 
7-3, runs the floor, can get his own shot, uh, not necessarily can block shots, not a great – we don't know if he's a great rim protector yet in the NBA, but that Wemby's a better talent and a better player. But we've seen a little bit of him. It's called Porzingis. When you you know a little bit, he's not as skilled. But what do you make of Wemby? What do you think he becomes, and how quickly? I'll tell you, I think his floor is twenty and ten, right? I think he could come into the league right now and average twenty points and get close to ten rebounds a game, and maybe one one and a half blocks. Um, And the sky's the limit for him. Um, And as far as the Porzingis, I think the only comparison you could say for him and Porzingis is their their frame, and you know their size, their a little frail, a little skinny, but this guy got a bag. I mean, he he, <laughs> he gets into his bag. I mean, he really does. He can do everything. He can post up. He can take you out on the perimeter. He has handles like a guard. He has the one-foot step backs, the one-foot threes. I mean, he, ha- he has a, the whole package. So I, the sky's the limit for him. Um, it's just a matter of, to me, is staying healthy. We've seen so many guys come in the league with that same similar frame that have issues, whether it be feet issues, whether it be knee issues, but yeah. it's always some sort of – of issue, but I think that the San Antonio Spurs culture, that organization over there, are going to do everything they can to have this kid ready. And from what I've, all the interviews and everything that I've heard him say, and he's mature beyond his years. So I believe he went to the perfect organization. Um, and don't be surprised the Spurs make a lot, a lot of noise this year. By the way, I love that story on Pat Riley that Eddie talked about. <laughs> he says, "I got, I know everybody in town." When you walked out of that meeting. Were you like, because we didn't, we didn't have iPhones back then. You probably had one of those big old, uh, one of those big old bar stool size uh, cell phones. Did you get on your big old bar stool size cell phone and like call anybody and say, man, he knows where I'm at every, what, what was your reaction to that? My reaction was I better get my stuff together, man, because it sounds <laughs> like if I keep this going, I'm going to be out the league. So like I say, man, I love Pat Riley to death. Um, a guy who, who definitely steered me in the right direction as far as professionalism. And I owe, uh, you know, so much to him, uh, taking a chance on me at 37 with their, the only pick they had, uh, their highest pick was 37. So I was like their for number one pick for them and to take the chance on me. And then, you know, when I was slipping a little bit to come in and check me the way he did, I wouldn't have 11 years behind me if it wasn't for, for the tutelage of, of Pat Riley and Stan Van Gundy at that. Good seeing you, Eddie, as always. Great stories. Yep, thank you. Nice seeing you too, bro. Eddie House. Um, Wemby got the bag. He's the star. We said yesterday, if you go to the last 10 drafts, there's three busts at number one. Uh, but I think if you go back to Magic 1979, there's only 10 consensus number one picks with no red flags. Now, John Wall was talented but could not shoot as a guard and was Played out of control, and he that's his NBA career. Couldn't shoot, kind of played out of control. Super talented. Ben Simmons, aloof, couldn't get into the tournament, could not shoot. Nobody liked him at LSU. They didn't like him on the Aussie team. So, I mean, those guys were really, really good and high prospects. But, you know, Ben, usually if you're a point guard, you're verbal. Like, Ben's just aloof. He is now. So, like, I think Wemby is one of the only 10 that I remember, and it's Duncan, David Robinson, Akeem, Magic – that there's no red flags. That doesn't mean you're perfect. Like Andrew Luck, when Andrew Luck came out, I said at the time he was the best, safest number one quarterback pick since John Elway. Elway went to Stanford. Size, arm, uh, mobility, toughness. Stanford had bad teams and, you know, he got beat up. Andrew Luck was to me like, oh. And then I think Trevor Lawrence to me was, was that. I think Caleb Williams could be that. 
But I'm talking, even with Andrew Luck, people said, well, his arm strength is okay. And that's what it was. It was okay. It was fine. Um, but that's not a red flag. It was good enough. Joe Burrow's arm strength. That, was not, that wasn't a red flag. You know, Joe Burrow, you could say in hindsight, didn't have a lot of red flags, right? Um, but I, there's not many. But every, last, we, went, we went to 1979 until today. And, um, you know, that's like 60 years. You get Every six to seven years, you get a no red flags. Anthony Davis, Whoa. to me, was no red flags. The knock on Anthony Davis was he was kind of skinny with a small waist, but so was Embiid and Giannis. A big guy being skinny is not a red flag. It's the reality of their physical development. So, and this number lines up with how many number ones there are in the league. We talk about how many guys are there in the league that can lead a team to a title, a true number one. And over the last 40 years, going back to about 1979, you're looking at probably 10 guys a year who are number ones. Like No, you, 10 guys. A, what do you mean 10 well, guys? Well, number ones. Like in the league. Like right now, you look at those oh, guys. Any, those any cr- time in the league. Yes. yes. Right now, there's about 10 guys who are number ones on a team that can lead you to a title. Steph Curry's a one. Um, I think we thought Zion was going to be a one, but he's not. Kevin Durant was. I don't know if he is anymore. Jokic Giannis. Jokic Giannis. There just aren't that many, even no. though there's been a million number one picks. And do you notice with all those guys, even Magic, it's size. Magic's the biggest point guard when well, he, you know, for about the entirety of the NBA until like a Ben Simmons showed up. He was the biggest point guard ever. So. The size last matters. small guard was Isaiah Thomas, right? To lead yeah. a team. To, I mean, Chauncey Billups, he was, didn't he win a title with? Uh, well, but he, he didn't really. He wasn't, that's the thing. He yeah, wasn't Isaiah like, Thomas is, Isaiah Thomas and Steph Curry are historic outliers. A little guy on a, on a great team with a great coach. They didn't do it alone, but a little guy led you to titles. Which Those, is another reason Allen Iverson is thought in such high regard. He, as a tiny, tiny guy, led a team to the finals. Yeah. They got smoked by Kobe and Shaq, but like what yeah. he was able to pull off well, with that supporting cast. Yeah. Well, I mean, Iverson was great. He was. That was an awesome. But he guy. aged pretty quickly. It happens. Little guys just don't. It, it's, um, you know, like Scoot Henderson. Here's my question to you. Um, in fact, uh, no, I'll ask it now. No, I'll ask it after the break. Okay. I got, I got a question for you because what you would do, it's interesting. Uh, tonight at 8.15, what would you do? I'm going to ask you a question next on this about Portland and Dame. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 
Bonus 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. How do you own the day in sports? You make incredible plays. How do you own the day for the rest of us? With Irish Spring. Look for Irish Spring at your local retailer today. When the spring hits you, you're ready to own the day. All right, J-Mac, I want to play a game with you really quick. You are the Portland Trailblazer general manager. Okay. We are in the draft. First team Spurs take Victor Weminyama. Okay. Charlotte takes a while. Takes a while. Takes a while. Because reports this morning, they're going back and forth. And they choose Alabama forward. Oh, that's huge. Okay. We're doing... We're doing okay. cartwheels in Portland. I am now, I am the GM for the Clippers. I call you, you're on the clock. I'll give you Paul George. We need a point guard bad. Chris Paul's a one-year deal. We're opening a new arena. I can't open it with Kawhi and Paul George. I need an ascending superstar. You give us the number three pick. It'll get you out of the Dame Scoot Henderson. You don't need him. Your other two best prospects are also young guards. You don't need a guard. Mm-hmm. You're guard heavy. We'll give you Paul George. You get our draft pick. Would you take it? I would listen. I would say thank you. I'll call you right back. I would pick up the phone and call the New Orleans Pelicans. You don't have time. And What do you mean I don't have time? Hey, I got you, 10 seconds? Hey, they're, they're on their phone trying to trade Zion. It's busy. Do I want Zion or I'm Paul George? I'm asking you directly. Paul George and our draft pick if you're Portland. Because you've got your two your two young players you like are guards. Dame's a guard. Scoot's your four. You're guard so heavy again. So what do I have to give up besides Scoot? Like, just, you got to make, the salaries have to match. So I'm right, guessing like I'd Nurkic, give up Nurkic. And Nur- Anthony Simons. Okay, th- there's a great question. One of the guards I let go of. Anthony Simons. I'm not giving up Sharp. Number three pick in Nurkic for Paul George and a pick. Would you as the GM of the Blazers do that? Because the Clippers cannot wobble into that new arena, Steve Ballmer, See, here's with the old hurt guys. This is not going to sound good to Portland, and I know you're big in Portland. I would sooner give away Damian Lillard than I would try to bring on Paul George. Because I'm not winning a title with Damian Lillard and Paul George. Am I even? Con- am I top four in the West? No. Yes. No, I'm not. Denver, Phoenix, for sure. I think the Warriors and the Lakers are ahead of Dame and Paul George. So I would sooner say... Dame, we love you. You're an icon here. We'll hang your jersey in the rafters. Mm. Well, that's your I, I want to send you somewhere, and I want to rebuild around Scoot Henderson, around Shaden Sharp, All right. and then I'd fill in it. So I would sooner trade Dame okay. than bring on Paul George. Uh, what would that's you your do? answer. What would you do? I think I would uh, hopefully have it wrapped up before that moment, but I think it's interesting because I like Paul George. I, I'm the, All I know is that if I'm the Clippers, I am not going into that new arena. The Dodgers mm. are going to have... Otani, USC Lincoln Riley battling for a national title. Rams are going to rebound. Justin Herbert's finally got an offensive coordinator. Man. You've got the soccer team sell out. Beats. I'm not. And the Lakers, by the way, are a bigger brand. 
I'm not going into a new arena with two old guys that are never healthy. Okay. By the way, I, and I say that, and you say, well, why would Portland want that? Because Dame's still the star of the franchise. Paul George would be the long-coveted wing. They're both in their they're both in their twilight, but they're both very very good players when it two, matters. Two two good years. You get out of stars. Those okay. Are you better than the Minnesota Timberwolves with Cat and Anthony yes, Edwards? Yes. You're sure. You're sure. You trust Cat in a big spot? Are they better than Jaron Jackson, John Morant, and Marcus Smart? Yes. They were the second seed in the West. They're not better than the Kings. Fox, Sabonis, Malik Monk, Keegan Murray. So now you're like, oh, Damon. I don't know. We're, 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 Let's say best case scenario, you're a six seed. I say you, you, you could dodge the plan. Where, where are you going with that? You're gonna be well, you're gonna be middle class for two more years. You know the move in America. Strike gold. Be an entrepreneur. Make a lot of money. Go shoot for the moon. That's why I would reboot around Scoot, Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp. J Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. That phone call be very intense. Don't you live for those moments? I love them. So fun and exciting. Uh, speaking of fun and exciting, how about this bromance between Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers? Who knew? Uh, Kevin Clark, who's been on this show before, interviewed Josh Allen on his Slow News Day podcast and revealed Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers will FaceTime each other on occasion. Here's Josh Allen talking about getting to face his idol, Aaron Rodgers, twice this year. I've been such a fan of him, you know, as a little kid, you know, having Aaron Rodgers jerseys and trying to emulate what he does on the football field. And, you know, he's he's such a special player. I think he's the most gifted thrower of the football of all time. And um, to now be going against him twice a year and, um, you know, it's going to be battle. Yeah, Dan Marino and Aaron Rodgers are arguably the prettiest throwers of a football ever. And I think that's very fair. Brady wasn't pretty. Man, he was. Mahomes is far behind. Him. Yeah, Mahomes is arguably three. Just yeah. an easy. It's just an easy thrower. I'll say this: thrower. we don't give him a lot of respect. Matt Stafford, beautiful throw. Oh, he's got. A great and he had arm. the no look for passing. Yeah, the Super Matt's Bowl. got a huge arm. Love watching Matt Stafford. Um, but yeah, interesting. Uh, Jets Bills is gonna be fun. I, opening night. I, that's gonna be really it's a good opening game. Monday Night Football. Is it the opening? Is it the Circle opening? it on the calendar, people. <laughs> if the Jets win that, I am coming in. Maybe I'll go with the sleeveless look. Are you going to do that? Shoot, I don't, let's not talk about I it. Love you sent I me sent a... Cowherd the picture of, of the outfit. He's like, you got to do it, that. It, was that the person that wore it? I, I, that was the picture that I saw on the internet. Yeah, that's, I'm never going to wear a shirtless, a sleeveless shirt, but... It, I you, could pull it off. I got you, bigger arms than that guy. Well, you're a bigger, you're, you know, you're short and and uh, I'm not, stumpy, and I, I'm, you got big arms. I'm, I'm I'm rocked up, is what they like to call it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, NBA draft Frenchman Victor Wembenyama is going to go first overall. The 19-year-old giant walking around New York City this week. He's the most anticipated NBA prospect since LeBron 20 years ago. Here was Wembenyama's response when asked if the hype has gone too far. I don't let this all this. Uh... All, all this stuff get into my head because I, you know, I got such high expectations for myself that uh, I'm immune to all this stuff. So no, I don't. I really don't care. You know, it's a really big deal. I think one of the things that makes him so attractive to me, he's just smart. He's mature. I've seen maturity ruin Zion and ruin John Morant. You cannot. There's something about the European school system. They play against older players. Jokic is just more mature. Giannis is more mature. Victor's more mature than our young guys. You see the Brandon Miller stuff this week? That's immaturity. Like making fun of Michael Jordan. My goat is Paul George. Just, Wembenyama's like no, ready. That, 
the European kids are more mature. By the way, they drink wine with their families. They, I mean, they like the European culture is they, they don't have these little silly stigmas that we do. They just don't. It's just a different culture. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just want, it's really an attractive part of him. It's a very attractive part to me of Giannis and Jokic. Humble, not as much ego, not as much Can testosterone. Can I use boring without making it sound bad? I don't think it's boring not at all. boring. I mean, he sounds pretty smart but and mature, but he's not going to say anything inflammatory to get uh, generate headlines. I just, you, that's European players give me less ego. Yeah, Ameri- that's on brand for the Spurs. Yeah. You know, it, it's also, it, you know, if you go look at the history of music, is that Europe gave us bands. They gave us the Beatles and the Clash and U2. America gives you rock stars. We gave you Elvis. You know, we give you rock stars. They gave you bands. It, there's more of a collective feel. You're part of a community in Europe. You're on the train system. You're around everybody. You know, I mean, you have to know different languages. They teach you different languages. You're part of a big community. Here, it's like, I'm a Southerner. I'm a New Yorker. I, you just get, it's more tribal here, I think. And People I think are, you yeah. get more ego and more defiance. And it creates, you know, our capitalistic ways create some rock stars. But I just, I find these European players not only highly skilled, but they really want to be part of a collective. They want to be part of a group. I love it. I love it. They want to stay in their town. He'll never leave San Antonio. Giannis is never leaving Milwaukee. You could still, you know, maybe when they get old and old and old and they get moved. But I thought you liked the idea of going out in a call to adventure. And I'm going to go see what's out there. I am very pro-mobility. But I had to be mobile because I grew up in rural America. I had to go where the jobs were. If I'd have grown up in New York, I probably would have never left. If I'd have grown up in Los Angeles, I probably would have never left. My circumstances forced mobility. I grew up in a tiny town with 300 people, so I had to move around the country. But I just, I, there's something about the European player, and they're just, Wembenyama sounds smart and grateful and humble, and he just doesn't care about all the nonsense that a lot of our young kids get involved in. Well said. Uh, final story, Chris Middleton. This was kind of buried last night. Uh, it came out during the trade, but Middleton has declined his $40 million right, that, player what, option what, for next season. What do you make of that? That's not a huge surprise. Um, he's going to become a free agent. I guess he thinks he can get like a three- or four-year deal. Is he? Is, uh, $120 mil, whatever the number wow. is. Wow. Um, I don't know, can he? He's only been a three-time All-Star. I don't think he's ever been All-NBA. And I can we say this? I feel like he was never a wildly recruited uh, athlete. He's worked very, very hard at it, but I think he's peaked. It almost feels like he's starting to break down a little bit. He's turning 32 this summer, coming off knee surgery. Uh, We have the stats for him. Um, It was a pretty precipitous drop-off. I just don't. I think think from this point forward, he's going to be under 20 a game. I don't see him. And now, by the way, I never, I always liked him. I thought he was a B player. He had a really good playoff run. They won a title. But when he opted out yesterday, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, well, again, would you take $40 million now or would you take a, a, a three plus one that's going to pay you $90 million? Yeah, some more, So you're taking a little less in the I short term. I don't know. I'd more. like to, I know one thing. I like playing with Giannis and Drew Holiday. I like playing with those guys. Takes the pressure off me. What's the market like for Middleton? That's like, my question. I don't know what it is. Who, it doesn't like feel the Spurs big. Spurs have cap room. They're not getting him. The Rockets have cap room. I don't think what the Spurs doing? is terrible. He's mature. He's a veteran. He's won a title. I don't think he's a terrible fit because they, they're going to have a lot of money. They got money to spend. Middleton's, you know, there, you could and say. There's a world where Popovich is like, listen, guys, I'm, I'm in my 70s. I don't have 10 years with one Benyama. Let's try to speed up the process. 
I think like, San Antonio's an interesting place. What if they got Middleton and Fred Van Vliet, and now you got uh, Wembenyama? That could be a play-in team in the West. Why not? I don't think you're and wrong. Then we'll see Wembenyama. I don't think you're wrong. Great coach. Van Vliet, Wemby, Middleton. You could K- be a... Keldon Johnson is a, you yeah, know, still yeah. there. Um, That's interesting. I mean, there, there's a world where they can get to the play-in. Maybe the six. I don't know. But... uh yeah, Middleton's kind of fallen off. Uh, last year was a tough year for him. Yeah, and I think I think physically it feels like he gets hurt more often, right? Uh, J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. To gain visibility and control over your financials, your inventory, your HR, your e-commerce, and more, take advantage special financing offer today. No payments or interest. For six months from NetSuite by Oracle. Just go to NetSuite.com slash Herd, H-E-R-D, NetSuite.com slash Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. What do you get when you combine a three-time manager of the year and a three-time national sports writer of the year? It's the Book of Joe podcast. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions, playoff games, and what may have occurred in the dugout, maybe in the 1980s. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, 
A young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This weekend, the USFL playoffs take over primetime. Saturday at 8 Eastern on NBC, Michigan battles Pittsburgh for the Northern Division crown. Then Sunday at 7 on Fox, Birmingham will be rocking as the Stallions take on New Orleans in the Southern Championship game. It's all this weekend on NBC and Fox. I texted an executive in the industry of television about something last night. And I said, if Trey Lance could play in the USFL under a Niner contract, would you watch the games? I would. At some point, the NFL should pay for the USFL's quarterbacks and allow their number three quarterback, if they want, to play in the USFL. Live action for a young quarterback. Now, you worry about injuries, so you don't have to. But if, you're, if you've got a young quarterback like Trey Lance, couldn't he use like seven starts, eight starts in the USFL? At some point, I do wonder if the NFL is going to look at the USFL like it's, it's farm system and say, with quarterbacks... And maybe it's more than that. But because if you watch the league, the running backs, the receivers, the corners, the speed positions are all pretty good. O-line, not great. D-line, eh. If you're any good in the O-line, you're in the NFL. But I, but I do wonder watching that league, at some point, the NFL, we're going to let our number three quarterbacks get one year in the USFL. I don't know. A thought. So years and years ago, uh, and I've been doing this a long time, but I, I – when I got into this radio thing, probably you know, twenty-five-ish years ago, twenty years ago, um, local radio. I, I remember um, having a discussion with an executive, and I said we were talking about hiring somebody, and I said, "Get out of the trades. Just hire somebody that's smart, and uh, somebody I'll teach them radio. I don't need to have a radio people. I, I don't need radio people. Get me somebody smart and aggressive, young." And I'll teach him radio. It's not that complicated. I figured it out. It's not that complicated. Uh, and we went back and forth. Well, he doesn't know this and he doesn't know that. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to get me somebody less talented and less intelligent. But hey, he knows how to run a board. Well, I could teach him that. I can teach him skill, but I can't teach quick and clever and funny. And he can build topics. And I, I can't teach that stuff. Like you got it or you don't, right? Like Ryan, my man over here, can write. He can create topics. He's funny. He he. Gets And so I look at the draft tonight, and it's the similar thing. So Charlotte has the number two pick. Portland has the number three pick. They don't need a guard. <laughs> they don't need a dynamic point guard. They got a LaMelo Ball and Damian Lillard. What they need is a scoring forward, which is what Brandon Miller, the number two pick out of Alabama, projects to be. But Scoot Henderson's more dynamic. So my takeaway is, what do you do if you're Charlotte or you're Portland? You don't really need Scoot Henderson. You've got a star point. My takeaway is I draft the star point. Go get players. Figure out the fit later. Just, just get the most talented player you can get and figure it out later. And that, that goes... I mean, you can, you can... When the Phoenix Suns went and got Bradley Beal, all I heard about was fit. Well, Bradley Beal at this point is a more dynamic offensive player than Chris Paul and will play more games. I'll figure out the fit later. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal are three elite scores. I'll figure it out. Porzingis, Jason Tatum, 
Jalen Brown, our three elite scorers. I'll figure the fit out later. So when I look at this whole thing I, with Scoot Henderson, you can tell from all the video you're watching, he's ready to drop 18 a game as a rookie. He's very dynamic. I don't think he's going to end up leading teams to championships. I think he's a Derrick Rose, John Morant. He'll get wildly rich. He'll be so much fun. He'll come on to the league and make a massive fireworks show splash day one. Can't wait to watch him play. But the fit thing to me is, I'm not, and I am not saying Denver didn't work because of its fit. Um, but but I remember reading a quote this year during the playoff run from a Denver uh, GM, and he said, we didn't know Aaron Gordon was this good. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, so d he went there, and the fit, he got better within the fit. But I, if I look at if I'm Portland and I'm Charlotte, just this draft only gives you about three or four impactful players a draft. Just get me a dude. Get me a baller. Get me a guy. I'll figure the fit out later probably. Now, I do think in Portland, because of Dame's age, uh, it could be problematic very early, and you, you know there could be feelings hurt, and, and I get it. That's why the Paul George thing would be very, very interesting to me. I, I would be okay with Portland going and getting a veteran all-star level player instead of Scoot Henderson. That I would understand. That I could be behind if the package was enough. But if you're asking me to pick a college guy who's 19 years old, just give me the more talented guy. I'll figure out everything else after. You can learn an industry. You can, but you can't make somebody that's not that smart smart. You can figure out an industry. So just give me the smart guy, and he'll, we'll teach him how to sell a car and fix a watch and produce a, you know, a TV show. Give me that. So that's my takeaway on Scoot. I, it just looks like every highlight I watch, I'm like, that guy's the second best player in this draft. I don't give a rip if I have a point guard. <laughs> I think you, I just go get him. Do you remember a guy by the name of Marvin uh, Williams? Yeah, of course. UNC? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was supposed to be awesome. Everybody loved the I prospect. They, he, he was taken second overall. Third was Deron Williams, who went to the Jazz. And fourth was Chris Paul. In the same draft. Everybody loved yeah. Marvin Williams' size, 6'9". Oh, he's a big He can dominate inside. But everybody loved Chris Paul, too. Oh, my gosh. Chris How Paul was an All-American. But, like, again, I think they were drafting a fit. Yeah, Marvin Williams fits at the time in the, in the era. Like, he fits us. But I'm with you. You've got to take the best player. And to me, there's no debate. Scoot over Brandon Miller. You have to do that. Yeah, those two guys are, like, Wembenyama's guaranteed, if healthy, to be a superstar. Scoot is guaranteed to be wildly productive. The whole rest of the draft is murky. But those two, I'm sh those two I'll be like, yeah. I, mean, I don't know that Miller would be murky. We like him a lot. Like, he dominated the SEC, which was the best, no, arguably I, the best conference in America. No, I think, he's a, I think he's going to be a very good NBA player. He's not going to sell jerseys. Like, he's not going to be on leading sports center. His game's not going to lead sports center. I mean, this kid's going to walk into the league and be Derrick Rose. We're going to be, like, going crazy. And there's value in that. You own it, you run it. There's value. Players wanting to play with people, and, and, and there's value. Yeah, I largely agree. I, I do think Miller, like Miller, can be an all star in this league. All right. By the way, Chris Middleton, all he's been is an all star a couple, three yeah. times all star. Yeah, I'm not doubting that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's very interesting. Very interesting, J Mac. J Mac, if you missed yesterday's show, um, oh, I, I had another discovery yesterday. Oh, wow. I don't like avocados. <laughs> I just figured it out. I don't like avocado. Wow. My entire life, people put them on my plate. I noticed yesterday. I never finish them. Well, it was a revelation. I don't like. I don't like avocados. Stunning development. I literally looked myself in the mirror and came correct on it. I don't like you guys. <laughs> Hi. Let's talk about. 
Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 